What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. What's good? Hey ladies and gents, as promised, this is part two of the Kings, and Jeanette and Brent's interview. And so make sure you guys tune in. I'm hoping that you guys are enjoying this episode. Last week, we heard the beginning of their story. And this week, we're going to hear the ending of their story and what to come next when it comes to the Kings. I hope you guys are enjoying and thank you so much for tuning in. Here is your episode and I hope you all enjoy. Have a great one. I quit two days after the conference. <laughs> two days after the conference, I quit. The day before that, we had went to church, and the the study was on millennials. Well, yeah. So you was getting confirmations left and yes. right. Yes. He um he literally like the very next day was on millennials and the disconnect of millennial generation in the church, mm-hmm. and um I was just like that's interesting, right? You know, I'm not really thinking nothing about it, and then. I told him, I was like, I feel like I'm leaving. I need to leave my job. And he was like, okay. I mean, literally sweaty. I had put, did my hair and everything, <laughs> went live and actually quit my job going live. I went live on Periscope. Um, it's actually posted on my Instagram page. If you click the link in the bio, it says Leap of Faith. It's a whole video of me reading the resignation letter out loud and pushing the send button live. Um, so she made sure she couldn't go back. Honest, I one I I, I literally I literally I I feel like God had me do that because to honestly it's gut wrenching to watch back to see if I ever question whether or not I belong there. Mm-hmm. Like that reaffirms like that emotion, like how I felt, how they made me feel. Mm-hmm. They sucked the life and the love out of everything I did. I, I love being a speech therapist, right? I was. I love yeah. being a speech therapist. I'm still to this day, like you know, when people ask me questions, I'm mm-hmm. like you know, you can see the light in my face when I talk about it. Mm-hmm. But they literally sucked the life and love out of everything that I did. She I'm was just miserable, like, but so, they did not leave. Let me make sure I'm understanding this video. <laughs> so we did the resonation live. Did yeah. you end up giving them the resonation as well? I, I pushed the send button like while I was live. I was like, y'all got that. I did it. I sent it. And like, you know, I'm like, I'm like sweaty. Like, you know, red face. I read the letter and sent it. Um, and I remember journal praying that morning um, before I did it. And I remember God, you know, because what I do is I learned how to journal pray, pray through my friend. Um, she had taught me how to do it. It was just a really great way for me to connect with God. Um, you know, one, I saw instead of like, you know, dear diary, I just write dear God. Mm, and, you know, good. I do like a lot of grat- you know, gratitude, thank you. And then I really write out like what it is that I'm needing, whether it's clarity, like, okay, look. I feel like I need to leave my job. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell me what to do <laughs> because I don't know. And I just sit still in silence. Um, I have praise and worship music on, but I allow and I sit in stillness and allow God to write through me. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel, you know, clearly my, my, you know, God is like a father figure, you know, right. to all of us. So, mm-hmm. you know, he will speak to me. Everybody that wonders like, okay, how do I know if I'm hearing from God? Like the thing is like, if it's a stranger's voice, like, you know, you would not respond to it because you don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you respond to it because you recognize that that is God's voice. So true. And so, 
I knew it was God because it was like, I mean, without hesitation, like, God, am I to leave my job? And it was just like, yes, to, like today, it was no hesitation. Like, he was waiting for me to ask the question. A lot of times, a lot of us are, you know, they're stuck somewhere, but you're not even asking God, like, what you should do. You're trying to figure out yourself, and that's basically what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I knew I didn't want to ask the question because I knew what the answer was. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew what the answer was. Right. <laughs> and so you so, wasn't even, like, when she brought up the fact uh, that she wants to quit the job, you wasn't surprised. She should have been gone. Wow. Yeah. Like, she was miserable in a job that she loved. Yeah. Because of the, I mean, the company itself had just changed so much, and she dealt with all the adversity and the changes that were going on, mm-hmm. even though she don't like change. She was dealing with it. And it's like, you couldn't be more miserable. Like, she was in deep depression. Right. Is it because of the job? Um, well, yes. And it was just a lot of stuff that was also going on at the same time. The reason why I did not want to leave at the time, Brent was also transitioning work. So, he was yeah. not working. So, we have a house. We have children, cardinals, loans, whatever. And I'm going to quit my job. And then you're not working. Yeah. So, to everyone else, like, it looks stupid. But, so, when I had said it to him, you know... He, I was one surprised that he would give me like, okay, yes, not like, okay, let's let's have a plan, like you right. know, let's do this. He was like, if you're gonna leave, we're gonna just trust that God knows what's on the other side that we need to. Have. Clearly, He knows we have children, we gotta provide for, so we just gotta trust that He knows best. And so, I remember writing out, and he was like, today, and then told me that I would be tested immediately. It was just so interesting because I was like, okay, Lord, like, that's a little scary. So, and you look went like live. looking for it. <laughs> well, afterward, I, I definitely was tested uh-huh. immediately. Yes. Um, not my boss, but my boss's boss responded because I CC'd everybody. I sent this letter in, de- in, de- in depth because I knew they weren't going to give me an exit interview, mm. which you're supposed to. But I knew they wouldn't. And so, I just basically read them. In that letter. <laughs> so she emailed me and she was just like, listen, you have to give two weeks notice. Otherwise, we can file against your license for patient abandonment. And, um, you know, and so I was just, I, I remember that moment. I found myself, I was angry. And then I remember thinking to myself, I looked at my friend. I was like, what's two weeks from today? And then I stopped myself and I remember and I was like, guys, said, you're going to be tested. Mm-hmm. And so I said to him, I said, do you think I should get no two weeks? He was like, no. He's like, honestly, I'm going to cuss right now. I really would tell you what to say, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I said, oh, okay. I said, yeah. The thing is, what they knew about me was I was such a rule follower. I have a clean record. Uh, like, that's me. I was like the good guy. I don't like anything like on my record of anything, right? Straight ed, like, this is me. And... For me, I think me hearing that, I was like, oh, I don't want them to file against my license. I had already let my patients know before mm-hmm. I sent the letter. They all understood. They were all, because that was my biggest concern. I didn't want to abandon my, my kids. Like, mm-hmm. I legitimately had, like, a relationship with my families. And so, when they said that to me, I was like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. now, like, you know, I don't know if I want this. And I said, okay, hold on. God told me I was not going back to here. Why yeah. do I care if they file on my license? I said, so I didn't even respond, honestly, because I was like, well, I don't work for you no more. So I'm not even replying back to this email. And so funny. So my actual boss, the one under her, she called me and I told her, I said, listen, she was a lot more respectful. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, 
I don't appreciate the email because at the end of the day, I feel like at this point it would be an act of retaliation because you know that I am a hard worker and I don't really deserve that. My patients already know. So if y'all want to file, go on and file then. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. They did it. That lady ended up actually resigning a week later. (laughs) I I really feel like I read them in that email, honestly. I don't know that that, you know, or maybe it was Jesus. I don't know. But (laughs) I left. A week after that, well, actually, immediately after I left, God gave me the name for this million. I actually bought the domains, like, that day, mm-hmm. the day I quit. I had no idea what it was, what I was doing with it, nothing. Uh-huh. A few days later, I mean, it was moving like this. The thing mm-hmm. at that conference was they told me, like, they spoke agility over anything that we did. And we put forth if we move with obedience and radical yes. obedience. I was mm-hmm. literally riding a wave of radical obedience at that point. Mm-hmm. So everything that everybody couldn't believe was happening so fast for me it was like i thought this movie had been around i'm like no literally we started like a month ago and it just it was nothing but god that has kind of brought it forward and so it was easy for me to not question every little detail about it right because i knew that it was literally hand delivered to me from god everything down to this color scheme my Instagram page is totally different from the fearless because fearless millennial page is so out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I live in the minimal. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like the minimalistic tone. So mm-hmm. you know everything. Like God knows everything that it needs, and so started this community, and um, we have like we have workshops. And we just had a conference in December, and yes. so. You came to the I conference. Did. It was very, very, very... It was just amazing. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I mean, I... The conference was one of the first things that God showed me when I left my job. Mm-hmm. When I was at that other conference. Um, and so, to show me that... And I had never been to a networking event. Didn't really have any connections. I didn't know any of those speakers. Like, to show me that and have no idea how that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Lord, what you say? say I mean don't get me wrong like the devil really tried to come at me with fear and like all sorts of stuff like would send people for me okay like literally would get people close to me just to like put a little seed of doubt in my head like but they did not realize that I was a I was a discerning person Mm -hmm. and knew okay so this will be the last conversation we have about this (laughs) I mean so did you you ever get that doubt or any fear or you were just like you know I'm gonna stand behind my wife in this vision and we gonna keep it going yeah that was it that is it was was one of those things like like I said before it's like once she has something in her mind is one thing but mm-hmm. once she starts saying that God is telling her to do something mm-hmm. and she's never spoke like this before mm-hmm. it's like okay I need to support this 100% no matter what Yeah, it's like let's go that direction you've been in depression for long enough mm-hmm. if God has finally okay. got a hold of you we gotta run with it Right. right. so it's like yes I knew it was gonna be hard no matter what mm-hmm. but I mean, I knew how unhappy she had been for so long. So it's like to hear her actually saying and being serious about quitting. It was like, yes, like, yeah. you see, let's do it. Like you for real want to change? Like, Lord, it's, so like it's like, no, we ain't got no more money coming in, but but at least you'll be happier. Like, and that works. It's like I'd rather be broke and you just be happy yes. than people don't realize like that, like that, like. Yes, it looks stupid. I wouldn't. Okay, let's just be very clear. Jenna does not. And people come to me all the time. They're like, oh my God, I feel like God's leading for my job. What should you do? I said, you should pray about it because Jenna is not about to leave, advise you to leave your job. Because if you're going to ask me, I'm not telling nobody. I yeah, don't like want that. nobody to like, leave I don't your know job. Your situation. Keep your my point. situation. <laughs> 
keep your coins, okay, stack and them stack them up while you're doing your entrepreneurial journey because, yes. but like the thing is, that's not where he wanted me, mm-hmm. and I don't know that you know he would we necessarily so keep me alike. from there, right? <laughs> but I just don't know. We said this before, yes, we have. Um, but. You know, through while building Fearless Millennial, um, he also had me build like you know the consulting. So I do consulting yes. um, as well. So social media strategy um, actually turned into purpose strategy for a time, which I didn't know because I didn't know that it would turn into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, I can strategize anything social media. Like, and then it God really just showed me like no, like with me, like you strategize, you strategize mm-hmm. with me. So like you know how to strategize mm-hmm. purpose in any situation. Whether it's life, business, family, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just a strategist. Um, that I love doing graphic design. Honestly, I feel like so good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love doing graphics. Honestly, I feel like if I could just like live in that, I'm like I'd stay there. You're so good. <laughs> I'd be looking at your stories. I'm like, how the heck did she get a frame? Come over here, and then some words come from over here. I'm like, I'm That's just why I'm, now. I'm just still hers. I'm just I'm just getting used to the gifs and the music right. and things. I, I'm, a, I'm a creative at heart, honestly. I mm-hmm. don't even know where it just I mean, I, I wanna say it was from my my grandmother because I mean at three I was reading and then she told me how to sew and like knit, like I can crochet, like who would have thought, right? <laughs> Actually really I tell Brent all the time, I'm like, listen, if God made us Millionaires, billionaires, you know, I'm not gonna go ahead. I'm not gonna put the cap for him. Um, I know that's right. Receive it. Right. If he had them zeros and we could legitimately just run the nonprofit, like, you know, the community itself, like the face faith community, and that's legitimately all we had to do. I was like, you know what Jeanette would be doing? She would literally be doing like you ever seen them like fancy cakes, like they design cakes and stuff. That's what Jeanette would be doing. (laughs) And what I say, well, I, I was sound like an orchid garden. An orchid garden. Because yeah. <laughs> that is that's Oprah living, basically. Right. Just go ahead, call me Martha Stewart. I'll okay. give you all the little stories. That <laughs> but is in cake design, it's the oddest thing. I really like to bake, and like it's just really weird. I, and I only buy her orchids. Yeah. yeah. I stopped buying all the mother flowers. She she likes. Orchids. I love orchids. And that's it. Right. And she's actually been able to keep them alive. That it's is really good. The only plant. She's yeah. ever kept alive. It speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks to me. Right. Okay, so I want to talk about the conference. Okay. There was a display of love that I saw between y'all two that really hit me. And I'm like, girl, your season is about black love running black businesses. Go up there and talk to Jeanette. I saw when you got emotional supporting your wife on that panel. I don't know what you're talking about. Part of the- <laughs> <laughs> And it was just so much support, so much of you motivating her, so much of being a cheerleader for her. Because when I saw, when I first got there, I was like, okay, look at her husband working, just going boom, 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 boom. You good, babe? You all right? All right, let's make sure this is good. Okay, let's make sure this is right. (laughs) And I'm like, this is just so amazing. So to see the display after seeing that work, it's emotional support there too. I just thought that was beautiful. So when you did that, I mean, how did it feel to, like, let that out? Because sometimes men, like, keep that in. Like, I love my wife, but, I'm, you know, I ain't going to show you. Well, trying. You do too much. <laughs> I mean, she, she says it's the first time she's ever seen me get that emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. But she clearly she took me through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I mean, honestly, man, like I said, I grew up in a military family. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm a worker at heart. Right. So it's like, I don't know a lot about the stuff you're trying to do, <laughs> but I know how to work hard. Mm-hmm. It's like, you tell me what right. you actually want done, I can go do that. Like, mm-hmm. if I got to move 100 chairs, 200 chairs, right. I can go do that. Mm-hmm. It might take me forever, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's like my brother. Like, just, just let me know what you actually are trying to get done. It's like you show me the vision that you have that you've been given. It's like, and I'll do everything I can to execute it. Mm-hmm. Right. I haven't been blessed in that area, but I I admire it mm-hmm. in her, and like and just seeing the passion that she had behind that, and seeing her staying up late, planning all these things out. It's like she's the planner. I mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there I'm learning I'm growing in that area but it's like she will plan stuff out to the T so and she is extremely I want to say this in a positive way <laughs> <laughs> a positive OCD person she yeah. is extremely detailed mm-hmm. and just to have that clear of a vision on what you want to do it was like and inspired me it was like okay yeah. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can do to help you put this together when she would get down or she'd get depressed about something not working out. Like I said, it was like being an entrepreneur, you do literally want to quit every other day. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> even though she was inspired right. by this, like God gave her this vision to steal. Like every time something would go wrong, it's just like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to live it like, this she, she, like, she was like, Brent, I'm, I'm done. I just want to quit. And like she seemed like she wanted to go back into this depression moment. It's like, baby, it's, it's okay. Like, yeah. It's like you've come this far. It's like ain't no point in turning around now. Mm-hmm. Like, at least it's like keep, pushing. keep pushing, keep pushing it through, and it's like it's gonna turn out exactly the way God wanted to, no matter what. Right. Whether you happy or sad about it, it's still the way God wanted it to be, as long as you don't give up. It's interesting because even though I'm the one that's in entrepreneurship, like he clearly wants to do his, you know, his he wants to start his own business. Mm-hmm. He just. It, sure what that is just yet mm-hmm. and so being patient or trying to be patient while he figures that out um it's like he's still like this would not none of it would be possible without him honestly because mm-hmm. i mean That's for good. me it's like we have three children <laughs> we have three children and in order for me to execute what i execute he has to step up in that area mm-hmm. and so like where most men are like no the wife you know especially a conservative christian yes. household you know, right. oh, yes, I'm the head, so you do this, you do that, you do this. Like, he has, he's an amazing father. He has no problem stepping in, cooking, you know, doing the laundry, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, or even putting his vision on hold while I'm able to execute this. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, it sometimes seems like a whole hindrance. And it's like, okay, babe, come on. It's like, well, you know, I have to really look at it at, at the fact that, you know, the the behind the scenes stuff, like, I mean, yes, when I'm quitting, if he's not there telling me like no, like I'm like, look, I'm just after living disobedience. I don't even care anymore. Like Jesus mm-hmm. is just gonna have to come for me because I'm done. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. And he's like, Okay, are you calm now? <laughs> are you done? I let you vent it out like you would literally like, <laughs> vent it all out. Yeah, get it and out. And then, you know, make me feel better, of course. But 
I will not like my sanity like revolves around like he clearly we've known each other for so long he knows mm-hmm. me like way better than I probably know myself like mm-hmm. he knows everything about me how I'm thinking like body language facial expressions like he can see so even when we're in the moment and like the conference is going on or we have our brunches you know he can see like he's literally watching me the mm-hmm. entire time like to see like I if I, I saw it. Yeah, like I mean, if I need something, I like I usually am looking for him, and he can see that I'm looking for him, and then he's like, okay, he'll stop what he's doing to try to see what it is that I need. Mm-hmm. Like that is, like, like everybody needs that. You know, people are like, okay, I need a personal assistant. I mean, I do, but I just don't even know that they would be able to execute the way that my husband can. can do it. Right. Um, but yeah, I couldn't do it without him. Honestly, I mean. That's beautiful. Because I was going to ask, I'm not sure if it's probably going to be the same answer, but I'm going to put it out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does support from your partner look like? I mean, to me, it's all about just being there, being honest, but being supportive no matter what. Mm-hmm. So even if it's something you don't agree with, seeing that side of why they, like knowing like this is really how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. I might not agree with it, mm-hmm. but... I understand why you look at it this way. Like, this is truly how you feel about it. Nice. And I need to support that. Mm-hmm. I can disagree all I want to. It's like, but I know this is how she really feels. And nine times out of ten, I want to make her feel comfortable. And it's like, well, that means I got to put some of my dreams or aspirations on the side for right now. It's mm-hmm. like, I know I don't have a clear vision, but mm-hmm. I know you do. Right. So it's like... Let me help you right now. Let mm-hmm. me do everything I can do. But hopefully one day it's going to come back for me. But I definitely <laughs> think so because I feel like right now just listening to you guys, maybe God wants you to get a certain place to where it's not going to be, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. It's going to probably be like you can slow down a little bit. Right. And then it's probably going to come to you full force. Like, well, oh, I know. And it turns around... I know what to expect. She is going to push me. Yeah, it's going to go what I think I can do, and like I know that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me do everything I can for you right now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, you have it's your gone. purpose. It's starting now. I mean, honestly, it has started because. Um, What's interesting is I always push everyone else, like, in the community to really, like, okay, you know, we're talking about goals and how to strategize your goals. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, you know, our next quarter brunch is in May. So, I'm like, okay, we're working on quarter one goals. We can still meet up, you know, in quarter two and, you know, t- see what happens. And I thought I found it very interesting. I was like, okay, God, you have me leave this. But, you know, what is my what are my goals? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you got to give me my goals for 2020, right? Everybody got right. this 2020. Let me tell you, Jeanette checked out after that conference. I was like, <laughs> don't talk to me about 2020. I'm going to enjoy the rest of 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, so, I sat there, and I, when I really um, had time to sit and film this after all of that hustle and bustle at the conference, like, God really was just like, you know, your marriage. So, for me, like, that actually is my 2020 goal. It's, like, really mm-hmm. to just focus on our marriage in 2020. Um, because it, like, it just happened so that we legitimately went, I went from, you know, depression and then he was also going through depression, but it's like, you can't really see, it wasn't until I was delivered that I was able to see that in him. Because when you were going through it with somebody else and like in a marriage, like, you know, and your souls are tied together, like you feel everything, but like, I couldn't see that until Mm -hmm. I was delivered and I'm looking at him, I'm like, 
why aren't you excited? Why aren't you so happy? Like, oh my God, like I'm so different now. Like, this is great, right? right. You know? And he, I think he was one apprehensive. He was like, okay, like you gonna go back to this, you know? <laughs> but, um, but also it just didn't hit me that he was also, it took a lot on him, mm. you know, for me to be going through that. Like a person having to deal with a person in depression, like they need, <laughs> they need Jesus. I feel like more than the person in depression, yes. honestly, because yes. it's, it's a lot and it took a lot out of him. But then even after that, it was kind of like this slide into you know, okay, I'm quitting my job, starting this community, and then, like, working for myself and have to generate income for myself now mm-hmm. and do all of these things while trying not to lose our house and raise our kids and lose not lose our cars, mind. lose your mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, still trying to figure everything out um, that us, we got pushed to the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, everybody sees us interact and how we interact, and, like, that love is built on all the years that we spoke about. Mm-hmm. You know, the being there for each other while we were friends and best friends, and then not talking, and then just knowing that, okay, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I didn't really have to worry about that, but I didn't also want to take advantage of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So... After, like, the conference link, I was like, okay, your marriage. I was like, okay, 2020, we're working on our marriage. And I didn't see how that was going to happen, per se. I was like, okay, what do I do? Give me more attention? I don't know. What are we doing? <laughs> right? It's like, how do you do that, right? We actually ended up, um, we're um, doing um, a marriage course. It's nine weeks. Good for Intense. Um, and we just, last week was our first week. And so, you know, check with us in nine weeks. <laughs> yeah we're um this is the first week and so we're um it, i know it's great that we can like so we're able to kind of work on the things that i know we, we need to work on because i mean people know us like via social media or like seeing us like person but like i mean we legit have real problems just like everybody else right. like like real problems that we have to t- talk about and work through that we've been going through for years um and so it just kind of drags along if we want to get better and like or be in this like amazing place you know marriage is not a job but it's work you know yes. it's a lot from of I work hear, I, I can't agree but from what i hear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes it really is um i will say that i'm super thankful that we were friends you know beforehand because right. i really helped keep us together especially when the world would have been like nah y'all need to be done mm-hmm. like i mean literally the world would have been like why are y'all even still together wow. but like knowing that world versus kingdom are so different and being you know us really being able to kind of discern that um that's kind of like kept us going you know i love it all right so we're gonna get into the next segment this is my favorite okay um it's highs and lows Mm-hmm. Y'all start with your highs as far as, like, that bragging point. We made it through. We got past whatever it was. And we made it on top. If that's family, life, business, marriage, whatever the case may be. I mean, I would definitely say a high for me was the birth of our son. Like, that was my first child. Uh-huh. But just experiencing that for the first time like I wasn't there for Leah like I don't I don't know what that was like our, our oldest child mm-hmm. and just being able to experience that and the happiness the joy of the pregnancy and being able to I want to say 
<laughs> baby hurt the whole time, but mm-hmm. <laughs> just that comforting through the whole situation. Like it was baby. just really exciting. <laughs> she literally prayed that it was a boy the entire oh my time. God, yes. Like, cause we already had Leah, and mm-hmm. like I looked at her as my first daughter. It's like, yeah. no, I wasn't there for the whole baby situation. It's like I had never even taken care of a real baby. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like I luckily our friends had a baby right before we were about to. So it's like I actually got to be around a, a baby, baby for like the first time. Right, trial mm-hmm. run. Thank you. And, and then they had a boy too, and I was like, I really hope we do have a boy. Mm-hmm. But like, living to the point was like, my dad has. Multicolored eyes, I should say. Like green, hazel. Green, hazel. Right. And like she literally had my dad rubbing on her tummy, hoping that he had his eyes. Yes. (laughs) But Braxton is like a vanilla version of his dad. Like his dad is very dark skinned from you know Mississippi, dark skinned and green hazel eyes. And so I remember I was just like. Grandpa rub my tummy. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's strict military. He's not very touchy, affectionate. I'm the type of person like Leah. Like, I'm just like, okay, you're going to love me. <laughs> <laughs> so I would make, I was like, you got to rub my tummy because, you know, we got, now I know it's a boy. And he, what we heard was that it was his grandfather. So I'm like, okay, skip the generation to the boy. That's so what I left out, Right. So he has light brown eyes and I have light brown eyes. But, like, I was just like, okay. You know, there's a chance, there's a hope, it's a small chance, but it's a hope. You and know, um, so I used to rub him. I would have him rub my stomach. And this boy, he came back. He he is literally like the vanilla version of his grandpa, like same head shape, except for Breston's eyes are blue green. And I don't know where these blue guys came from. I just feel like I just like I manifested. Like you, you know, really did. Really because I didn't. I mean, I had always heard that it's generation. <laughs> Like, my dad's cousins all have, like, green or hazel eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought that was weird that none of their, almost none of their kids have it. Wow. So, like, I'm thinking, like, it's a one-time thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, legitimately, it's like, and then when he came out with blue eyes, I was just like, wow, you really. We had to make sure. I was like, this is our child. Like Because they came out, like, gray at first. Yeah, it's like, like gray, gray, dark. It was like gray, blue, and then it got like just lighter blue. And I'm like, so if you put a hat on him, he looked like a little white baby. I mean, mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, they really thought it was. Yeah, because he was so light. <laughs> if I could be alone with him, and you know, they knew that was my child, but then if he was alone with him, they thought, okay, he's clearly married to a white woman. And then, and then they <laughs> see me, and they're like, all right, hold on, is this y'all's child? And then where would he get those eyes? It's just, yes. I always wondered. I was just like, so you trying to say black people can't have blue eyes? Like, no, it's not. Michael E. Lee, okay? No. Okay, green eyes. If it went TKX, it was green eyes. The same. For a long time. But yeah, I mean, it was just having him and having that excitement that mm-hmm. I had never really got to experience. And then, honestly, he was the happiest easiest baby I possibly right. could have had. He mm-hmm. fooled me and the people, I mean, I'm really looking at people like, why y'all complaining? Like, it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty simple. Like, you just play with them, cuddle with them, sleep with them. Jeanette has at least a hundred photos of me taking naps with this boy. Like, uh-huh. like that's what we did all the time. We ate, we took naps. And like, he was literally, <laughs> <laughs> he literally just wanted to play all the time, even from when he was in the belly. Like, he was playful. Aww, so Braxton's your high. I'm gonna Don't you it. ever tell him this. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see this one day. Right. But yeah, he tricked me into thinking that raising a baby was honestly very simple. Like, he was just a happy child. Mm-hmm. Now my youngest daughter, that's a whole nother... Two, very opposite. I mean, 
she's Matter of fact, I'm gonna, write, I'm gonna go straight into my low right now. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It's my high, okay? Let me do my she high before we go into the low. Um, I have no idea what I'm gonna say, so we'll just see if it comes out. But but she wasn't ready yet. I wasn't ready. Um, okay, so my high. So we're talking about like a high during our marriage. Any, any, uh, like I mentioned, life, marriage, business. Like you guys can come back and say, "Dang, we did that." Mm. Honestly, thought she was gonna say the conference. Honestly, that's <laughs> um, definitely the conference was a high for sure. I mean, I just remember. I remember after we did our first brunch. And I remember we 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 got back to the house. I just remember we were so tired um, because I mean what you see it looks so beautiful, but we're the setup crew and we are the cleanup crew. Mm -hmm. Like I mean we were there. Him and I were here cleaning up for hours after because we had to put everything back where it goes. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have we didn't have a team. Mm -hmm. I remember praying like, okay, God, you can't be doing this. I don't even have a team. Like what are we doing right now? Like this is a lot. And um. Right, he was my team. he was my team. No. <laughs> so you know, I like lay. You know, I remember we just we just laid across the bed and we're just like, oh, we did it. <laughs> it's over, right? And then same type of feeling really with the conference. I mean, I remember the conference was over when and like we the the great thing, honestly, a high for me is like we still talk to each other like we ain't spoke to each other before like in like mm-hmm. weeks or something like we sit and talk for hours like it's crazy sometimes like how we're sitting here and talk, like this mm-hmm. is actually how we are at home so it's crazy. kind of distracting because like it's like we have to get stuff done and we say all the time I'm like god can we just like be paid to just be with each other like is there like a job like so travel cute. just be with each other because like you know most people are like oh I need to go hang out with the boys I need friends I need separation like we legitimately um I mean I'm I let he would have to tell you himself I don't want to speak for him but I mean like we have said multiple times like like we could legitimately spend all of our time together and not get to give each other like I mean so cute. I mean, maybe we get sick of each other, but it's okay. We still want to be in the same room. You can't go nowhere. I'm like, I want to be sick <laughs> of you, like, as you're sitting there looking at me. Okay, we'll get over in, like, two seconds. But um, a high for me really is being able to experience those things and, like, just sit and, like, talk for hours about it or, like, mm-hmm. replay things and laugh. Like, mm-hmm. we like that's how we are. Like, and it's, yeah, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> like, it's funny. We'll, like, how you go, we're going down memory lane. Like, we like, we do that a lot. Like, we'll go and, like, replay situations and, like, you know, so how did you feel about it? It makes us feel like we're young again. I mean, honestly, I know we're not old, but it makes me feel or brings us back to, like, those times, you know, because yeah. it was kind of, you know, it was great. fun in the beginning because yeah. we was, like, sneaking around and stuff. So then at that point, it's like, you never been. Right. <laughs> I mean, just going back and talking about stuff, it's like, because we view things so different. Different, you know? yeah. And it's like, to get her perspective on it, like, really? That's what you thought about it? Like, yeah. Or just situations that happen, even at the conference, like, did you see this happen or this happen? Right. And it's like, her view on it will be completely different from mine. I'm like, really? <laughs> I, I, I thought she was going to be mad. Like, <laughs> I was like, nah, you know what? I was over it. Okay, let's just move on. Right. right. And just getting that point of view is like, once again, it's just that the opposite thing is like we're so different mm-hmm. but it's like I know her 
just having that connection and having that bond with somebody, being able to talk through things that, you know, most people probably would walk away from. True. But it's right. like, if you actually stick it out, it makes all the difference. Right. Like she was saying before, it's like some of the depression we were going through was like, if I sat and just talked with somebody and actually told them everything that we went through, either me doing or her doing, and just the arguments, it was like, Nine times out of ten, somebody else would have walked away. Right, right. But it's ten like, times out of ten. Ten times out of ten. <laughs> like, the yeah. world itself, hearing those type of things, would be like, oh, yeah, you should leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's not what marriage is supposed to be built on. It's like, this True. is the person you're supposed to fight for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not always going to be good times. It's going to get bad. Right. Real bad. And I mean, you got to be able to fight <laughs> through it, no matter what. We would share more clearly on that, but we are writing a book, so I'm okay with reading a book. Okay, <laughs> we are re- we are writing a book, and it's gonna be um, kind of like from like you said, we have two different perspectives of things. So it's actually gonna be me writing from my perspective, him writing from his perspective, but all in like the it'll be all in one book. Um, Love it. And. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it'll be our seven-year anniversary in April. Okay. Um, Happy so, early congrats. Thank you. Um, so, we are hoping to to publish it this year. Um, so, so, this is in the works, like, right now. Yes. It's, we've, we've talked about it, honestly. Since, we've been about it this has come up. It's been confirmed, like, since October. Mm. Um. Yeah, God had to take me through like a whole other. Well, you know, when he you're in ministry, so you definitely. When you're in ministry, you have to go through deliverance like every quarter. <laughs> and he's so strategic. Like me listening yes. to y'all this year, you're supposed to be working on your marriage. Now you're about to do a marriage book about y'all's marriage. It's like it, it's gonna be interesting um, because it's not even though we've literally given you all of this. Like I mean, mm-hmm. you're like, oh wait, there's more, right? right. <laughs> um, but there is. It's a lot more um, that kind of happens, you know, spiritually, like between right. us, and like you know that really played into everything, and really kind of being able to understand it from that perspective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, really helps us. See, you are way more under. I try to tell people all the time. When you're mad at someone, you know, people get, you know, like, oh, I'm mad at this person or they're trying to attack me or they said something negative or, you know, whatever. They discouraged me from being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, my family decided next thing. I said, let me just tell you something. The devil would literally use anyone, the people closest to you, you to, like, plant the seed of fear, doubt, you know, to, to get you knocked off your course. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for this millennial page, we, you know, I wrote, you know, Satan attacks entrepreneurship because you're creating systems that are breaking you know generational curses and creating mm-hmm. generational wealth mm-hmm. anything that is going to be positive for god like the devil will try to attack so when i really explain it to people i'm like listen if you think that the devil is not using this person you are you're you're mistaken right you're not mad at the person you're mad at the spirit that's attached to that person mm-hmm. and so if that's we really looked at it <laughs> If we if we really looked at it in that perspective, how many times you wouldn't have probably not broke off that friendship or broke up that relationship or whatever. Really understanding like the spiritual side of it and like that spirit, like that's kind of helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish we knew it in the moment when we were going through it. It was right. kind of like it was the friendship. I feel like the glue of the marriage that really in God that held us together. But then 
it gives us just a little bit more insight and perspective on what actually was happening. And mm-hmm. now we're sitting back and we're like, huh, that makes so much sense. Right. I see right. what you did there, girl. I, I see, see what you did, yeah, okay. <laughs> what you want me to do with that, though? No, <laughs> work on your marriage, right? <laughs> so good. So that would be um, a high. I guess, what's your low? We should start with the low first. <laughs> well, I was going to joke about having... My third child. <laughs> <gasps> Did you say my Ari bears a low? It, it was a min, a mini depression moment for me because, okay. like, coming off of uh, Braxton, our, our son, and then having her, and like, she literally wanted nothing to do with me yeah. for like six six to nine months of her life. Yeah, like she would not come to me. She didn't want me around her for the most part. It was her. like complete polar opposite of what I experienced with my son. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the only time I could ever be with her was number one, I had to be walking <laughs> <laughs> at all times. I could right. never cuddle with her. I could never lay down and sit down with her. She had to be strapped to my chest, facing away from me, <laughs> and I needed to be in the kitchen. Right. She was very, very music easy. playing and me cooking was the only time she actually she seemed like she was that. happy with me. She's the same except for she loves him now, but no, she's come a long way. She <laughs> loves, but now, I mean, it's daddy has to hold me and let's go in the kitchen. Like she's still that, that hasn't way. changed. But but she, I mean, she loves Brian. I mean, but that was really hard for him, and so he's depressed because in the hospital he could do skin to skin with Braxton, and she did not want to be with him at all. At first, the only people she would go with was her and my mom. Yeah, she wouldn't go to no one else. Yeah, and um, it took a while before she would even go to her older sister. Right, and yeah, and so it also put me in depression because that was a lot on me. I could never have a break. Mm-hmm. I was um, working. Only go to you. Right. So I was working home health and I legitimately had to make my schedule and my route around her breastfeeding like schedule. She wouldn't take a bottle from anybody. She would only nurse. Um, so I was working a full-time job and nursing full-time could not pump like I, like I was just, I would have to go run like every three hours, make sure that I'm there. I can, I would nurse her fall asleep and I'd leave and go back to work and um it was it was so bad to the point where I was like I I would break down I was like we can't leave her with anybody I don't even put her in daycare because I'm afraid or even in in home I'm afraid someone is going to mistreat her because right. you know she's so difficult and she's difficult and angry yeah she was she was she was sassy like were I mean, you angry while you were pregnant so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that I was angry I was very upset when I found out I was pregnant. So, um, because you got to think, like, Leah, she was, like, what? I don't know how many years before Braxton came. Mm -hmm. Like, what, eight years? Eight or nine nine years by herself. So, I was used to having that one and, like, spoiling them, enjoying Mm -hmm. them. I made a joke. This is why you have to watch what you say Mm because you literally are speaking life and death over yourself. Not this was a death situation or anything. But I spoke that it'd be cool if, like, our kids were two years apart. You wanted them to be. I said, oh, they're two years apart. That's, like, ideal. But, like, I didn't actually want it. Like, it was just ideal. You know? I'm like, that's ideal. A boy and a girl. Literally, we had a boy and a girl. They're exactly two years apart. They're both born in July, July 1st, July 7th. And, um, yes, they weighed exactly the same. Shut up. To the ounce. 
um, like a half an inch apart or something like that. Mm. Like it was the same. I birthed the same child, but like opposite child. Um, but <laughs> I found out that I was pregnant. And I broke down. I started crying. I was like, I'm not ready to have another baby. Like, mm-hmm. Braxton just turned one. And, I mean, he was one in just a couple months. But I wasn't ready. And um, I remember being so upset. And so, yes, I changed. Everything changed when I actually thought I was going to lose her. Um, on Christmas, because I found out at the beginning of November. So Christmas, we did, like, the blood work to find out, like, if we're having a boy or a girl. And so we did this gender reveal. What I did was I went into Dillard's and I got a pink bear and a blue bear. Mm-hmm. And I gave the lady my phone. I had my doctor leave it on the voicemail the mm-hmm. behind the counter. I'm like, listen, listen to my voicemail. Here's my card. If it's a boy, the blue bear. If it's a girl, the pink bear. I mm-hmm. said, wrap it in like four or five bags so I can't see. She's right. like, okay. Like she was so excited. <laughs> so like, you know, she's like, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. So she comes, bring me the bag. I wrap it up. I go take it downstairs in Dillard's and like go get a gift wrap and had it. I wanted to put it under the tree for Leah and Braxton to open on Christmas. So we find out together right. if it was a boy or a girl. And that night, I clearly must have overdid it because it was Christmas Eve, and I started bleeding and ended up in the ER. And then I, I just broke down. I said, "I'm gonna like, I'm like, oh my god, like I legitimately was not happy that I was pregnant, and if I lose this baby, I'll never forgive myself." Mm-hmm. And um, and after that, so after everything was okay, they put me on my restriction. They put me on restriction, of course. Certain things I couldn't be throwing brass up in the air no more, <laughs> but after that, um, you know, I, I turned around for the pregnancy. You know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a baby, so you know, I became a little bit more excited and mm-hmm. about it and everything. But I, I think she was paying me back, I really do. She was like, no, you're gonna love me, nobody else now can hold me. Uh-huh. Like, and you just, agree you know. that's what that was, yeah, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hope that's what it was. It sounds good. We're going to stick with that. Right. After I thought I was a pretty good dad, but she made me feel like, I right. just really don't like me. Like, <laughs> the, low, the low for me was that, like, I mean, it was legitimately from April, April 2017 until I left my job. Wow. Like, April 2017 to when I left that job. Um it was like this period of depression and anxiety. Um, so much so that like it becomes like your normal, right? Mm-hmm. Like people don't realize like when you're like like now if I feel anxious, I'm like it's like an alert system going off. Like, okay, this is not normal. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but when you start feeling that every single day, you it's a state of normalcy. And so I lived in that for a year and a half. And it's a long time, like functioning like a normal person. Like Mm -hmm. nobody knew I was going through this except for Brent. Mm. No one. Like um, I was in network marketing at the time. So posting as usual Mm -hmm. and, you know, showing up for my team and being there for people, going to work, coming home, literally laying in bed for days, like days looking out a window, like, I mean, I didn't, it wasn't until I started talking to him, I was like, I think I'm depressed. Like, I remember saying it out loud, and he goes, I think you are too. I think he was just waiting for me to say it. Mm -hmm. He goes, I think you are also. But it's like, what do you do with that? 
even when you acknowledge it, you know, like, like all right, so it was just kind of like, okay, I'm depressed. And just continued to go on that way. Mm. Um, she would literally come home from work and go in the room and would never come back out the room. Right. She would sit either on her phone or on the computer and she would just be sitting in bed. Wow. Like, you know, the kids are there. They'll come in the room. Cleaning. They'll come in there, play with her, talk to her. But, like, she was, she never would come out the room. Right. And I didn't realize. And this was every day. Yeah. For, for a year and a half? Pretty much. Yeah, for a year and a half. It was a lot of stuff changing and happening. But that time was definitely a low um, for me because it was, you know, I feel like it was taking everybody through it, you know, in my household anyway. Um I didn't, you know, feel like I was being there for, like, you know, me and my oldest. Like, we would get into it all the time. You know, I didn't feel like, I was like, oh, like, she's just not listening. And, like, you know, this and anything. But, you know, um, and then with the baby, like, she was angry, a little angry. So, so I could just call her, she's a sour patch. That's what it is. It's like, she would just be angry and then so sweet. And mm-hmm. just do something mean and then so sweet. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> and then um, my son, of course, he was just this very sweet all the time so to have like these amazing kids and this husband and then like not want to just have anything like just want to be by myself Mm -hmm. you know I didn't mind them coming in I wasn't like leave me alone you know or anything but I just was not wanting to come out the room I just didn't but it wasn't I I didn't think there was anything wrong I'm like this is my routine to come home go to work in the room Mm -hmm. I didn't think anything about it and then once I realized what was happening um I think it pushed me even further into depression because now I'm like, oh my God, I'm depressed. Yeah. And what do you do with that? Um, it really wasn't until like I started to talk to I have my friend, um, the one that taught me how to journal pray, Destiny. She, um, I legitimately, I feel like that was God's way of like really trying to communicate with me because um, she would call me every day mm. at a specific time to pray. She's like, and she's so sweet. Yeah. She was like, listen, you're, we're going to pray. We can take turns. And it started, honestly, it started out because we were both trying to reach a certain rank in the network marketing. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, okay, we're going to be accountability partners and prayer partners. So Mm -hmm. it started out that way. But then when she realized what I was going through, um, she was like, okay, clearly let me keep this going. You know, Mm -hmm. and even when I wouldn't answer my phone, she was pushing that prayer through a voice note. She's like, oh, no, you're going to receive this prayer today. Yeah, she was leaving the prayers on yes. the voicemail. She was sending on a voicemail <laughs> or a voice weird. note. Um, she honestly was really like a, a light in the darkness, honestly, mm-hmm. um, because that was, I had that prayer. I had somebody like checking on me, you know, not like my husband wasn't, but it's just like at this point, I'm like, I don't care if you're checking on you it. <laughs> right. It, yeah, I wasn't able to receive from him at that time. You have to be in a certain posture to receive from certain people. Like, mm-hmm. that's why people, like, get offended. Like, well, I told you the same thing that this person's telling you and you take it from them. It's, I felt that way at first. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's, you have to be in, a like I said, a certain posture to receive. Like, you know, you may not be in a receiving posture at the time. Mm-hmm. It takes certain things yeah. to happen. And um, that... Her being there for me, she's the one that actually bought the ticket uh, for me to go to the conference. Mm. Um, God, I wish she didn't tell me this until afterward. Was God told her to get buy me a ticket? Mm. I had no idea. Um, so just knowing that, like, this is why obedience is so important because it's like, had she had not done that, like, you know, like that was like literally the catapult to me, like, going being delivered and then being obedient 
from that point on and having and growing that relationship with God. So it brought me out of that. People just think that like, you know, okay, once you leave depression, that that's it. You know, you're you're leaving it behind you. But no, that fucker will creep up on you at any point in time. Like, it's like you have to be able to discern what's happening with you, mm-hmm. recognizing the signs. And for me, if you for Jesus, just understand you're going to be attacked by the devil. Like, you can, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, yes, he was tempted by the devil three times. But, yeah, I mean, he told him the last, the last time, he's like, okay, be gone from me. And he left him. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to be able to stand firm in okay, I know what's happening with me. I don't want to be depressed. And mm-hmm. it's a choice. Like, you can literally choose to not. You can, like, take, take certain precautions, seek help, talk to somebody. You know, um, it's really not fun. <laughs> so I'm in, and now he's kind of, like, also on alert. Like, he realizes mm-hmm. and recognizes when I start to fall into old habits and it's just a trigger like if things don't go a certain way or I get super stressed out about you know is this event gonna be good does anybody even see what's going on or like you know look at this person you know they doing this and you know we all do it but then you just have to nobody's immune to it you know it's just more or less for me what helps is having him in support, but then really clinging. I, this is why, you know, 2020 is, yes, working on my marriage, but really being in, like, back-to-school mode with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Like, really understanding that me, com- you know, and me comparing or whatever is legitimately telling God that, like, he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm supposed to be that person. Like, yeah, he doesn't well, make mistakes. That's true. You or know, so, right. He doesn't make mistakes, so... You know, once I'm able to remember that, like, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Like, you know, God, I made mistakes. Your time will come and this and the same. Then it puts me right back into perspective. Mm-hmm. So, but how, if I'm not in my word, like, I would just fall right back into old patterns. True. So, girl, I'm holding on to that Bible with, like, like, like in the clutch. Right? <laughs> She's like, in the clutch. In the clutch, okay? Because I'm like, listen, because so many people, even in the past 48 hours, I had random random friends like just texting me like either asking for prayer or mm-hmm. advice, and I'm like, okay, the words that I'm able to give them, I ha- if I am not as in tune with God as I am, I would not be able to allow Him to use me to deliver that word for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting how He's using me, but I wake up every morning and ask Him to. Mm-hmm. I pray the prayer of over myself every morning, asking so, Him yeah. to expand my territory so essentially expanding my territory is bringing me more ministry whoever needs me in that time and i'm a willing vessel so whoever you need me you need me i'm here so with that being stated that, right. this is a great segue <laughs> uh, right. I mean, this is perfect because my next thing is I always ask everybody to give one free advice so if that's somebody um that may be listening i'm going through depression but my partner doesn't know how to help me get through this or it could be, you know, we're on our next child and we don't know how to pay the bills while our child is coming here. And the mm-hmm. bills are not going to stop coming. So how can right. we get past this? What type of advice would you guys give somebody that's listening right now? If it's marriage, business, <clears throat> juggling everything, what advice? Mine would be more focused on just juggling everything. Mm-hmm. Like Especially like you mentioned, like having another kid coming, not knowing how you're going to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. The number one thing to me is, like, don't give up on each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you want to be able to have a certain lifestyle, 
with a roof over your head and whatnot. There's certain things that we've taught ourselves that we need to have and want to have. But at the end of the day, if your connection is strong enough, that bond, y'all can make it through anything. True. It's like everything's not going to go the way you want it to all the time. But God has a bigger plan for you. Mm. He, didn't, he didn't tell you that you're going to have another baby for it to be just this miserable, terrible thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's up to you now. It's up to you to have the faith that if y'all work together, you're going to get through it. Right. Like, but you have to be that willing vessel to go through whatever's going to come at you and know we're going to keep pushing through this. Mm -hmm. Like, the obstacles are going to come. Mm -hmm. right. Some you can avoid, some you can't. Right. Like the saying says, like, you know, get knocked down nine times, you need to get up ten. True. Like you got to be able to put that extra effort in at the end of the day to, you got to keep going. It's like going into depression is is giving up. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, I can't handle this. Well, no, you right. can't, but yeah, God can. It like that. Yeah, it's like you're giving up. But right. you, you got to be able to keep pushing through no matter what. You got to have that faith that God is going to bring you through no matter what you're going through. It's like, but you have to believe. Right. That's good. How about you? That was something. That was right. Something. Tell me something, babe. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and he don't like when I give him the mic. See, you heard, look, you see in the beginning, you he was like, you know. are good. You're doing better than you thought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, uh, let's see, advice, whether it's marriage related, honestly, but the number one piece of advice that I can give anyone that is in marriage is, well, it's two pieces. One, there's you need to really understand that marriage is a covenant, like from God. Like if you're going into it with the option that there is a back door, you're always going to be searching for it. Mm. Like always, you're going to like. We knew that we like there was no divorce like ever like like there was no option for that um most people like they go into marriage saying that they say like oh no i'm only getting married once you know xyz but if you really look at the time effort and energy that you put into one getting to know the other person mm -hmm. and really um putting forth the energy to know that okay you can't change them they are who they are, right. and um, you know you have to love them the way that they want to be loved, not the way that you want to be loved. Mm -hmm. Like it's there's difference. Like we're so different in the things that we need. Clearly, there's a tons of tools and resources and conferences and everything for marriage. Like the right. same way that you go to school to learn a trade to have a job, like you need to continue to learn how to be married mm -hmm. because as you go on in life you're going to encounter new things and mm. you know there's going to be new things to worry about or like even after this nine week course i'm sure there's more things that we're going to need to know you know about how to handle certain certain things or certain situations but understanding that there is no back door like if you are getting married and you're thinking like well if it don't work out you know i could then you're not getting married for the right reasons you right. like not get married right now you need to wait um <laughs> until you're ready um but also, really, we have found out that 
the percentage of divorce rate is like right now 60 40 mm. which is so high it's so it's almost a half that's huge it's 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 it makes so much sense though because if we look at the problems that we've had whether it's financial like i mean people just the easiest thing is like i don't want to deal with this mm-hmm. like and just i'll be happy if i leave and start over but you know what mm-hmm. you won't get to that point at that relationship too you know you're gonna be right there um but we found out the percentage of divorce uh, divorce rate for couples who pray or mm-hmm. married couples that pray is 3%. Oh, that's beautiful. Three. Mm-hmm. Like, so we're talking that's about from huge. 40 to yes. three. Right. Like, we realize now, like, hearing that statistic, it, it really hones in on us. Like, when we would talk about certain things that we knew we needed to do, to to really connect with one another like he had even said like how about we you know every night we just pray together before we go to bed like and if one person falls asleep before the other the other person just prays over that person before Mm -hmm. we go to sleep Mm -hmm. usually it's me going to sleep first i'm just being very honest (laughs) yeah i did (laughs) um but um we said this and this was months ago and we did it for like a week or two and then it like fell off like mm-hmm. i don't know what happened busyness it just that that number right there just reassured me that the devil got what he wanted in that moment yeah he made sure to throw whatever it is that he could at mm-hmm. us so that we could not do that because at the end of the day if that percentage is three percent because we are connected in our faith together like and that's going to just be something else that helps us like make it through marriage or like not just make it through but like live through it like Mm -hmm. you know thrive through marriage like it's not just to like make it oh i survived marriage no we want to thrive in marriage you know um so really understanding that it takes a lot of god like you can't be married without god like and that's just that's just the bottom line like if he's not present like i just don't feel like it's going to last i mean there's people out there that probably try to prove me wrong mm-hmm. you know and look there's a percentage for everybody i'm just mm-hmm. saying it's the percentage of people that they feel but my belief is that i've seen how we were when god was not present mm-hmm. and we would not have made it this far without god mm-hmm. I mean, like our children are alive okay <laughs> and um so really those would definitely be my two pieces of advice honestly there's no back door and really um really just really trying to make sure that you're connected spiritually and Mm -hmm. like pray but you know you can't change like you can pray about what you want god to work on with the other person Mm -hmm. but like can't actually change them that makes sense For the longest time, I felt like Brendan and I were not equally yoked. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I like I can't force him to see things my way. He can't force me to see things his way. The only thing I can do is like, okay, okay, God, I need us to be like equally Somewhere. yoked. Mm-hmm. Sorry, right? I need us to be in some kind of understanding of what, and that's really what we're working on right now. You know, so good. So, so what we're working on. It's all right. Like we said, perfection of a pro- uh, progression of a perfection. Right. <laughs> uh, so what's next for the Kings? How can people keep up with you guys? Shout yourself out, your consultations. Let the people know. Let the people know. <laughs> well, you can find us with Leah, Braxton, and Aria. No. <laughs> they literally run our lives. Um, 
like I said, right now, I'm pretty, I don't want to say underground. I'm just <laughs> doing what God was wanting me to do. Mm -hmm. So if he's like, okay, you got to show up, I got to show up, you right. know. Um, I am working on starting like an IGTV series. Um, it's in the works. <laughs> that will, you know, be IGTV series, but I will transfer it to like YouTube. So it'll be on mm -hmm. YouTube as well. Um, just being very, a lot more, uh, I guess verbally present I'm very present in like photos or like my writing more or less like I write out you know a lot of stuff like via like the I usually look at the Instagram pages as a blog yeah. you know um all of them and so um I write more blog style but actually turning it into like a legitimate blog is what I'll doing but more vlog as well mm -hmm. so i'll definitely be working on being a little bit more verbally present this year because god's word for me for the year is bold if y'all even knew i mean guess i guess you're finding out a little bit more when people get to know me they think like oh you know i'm just like you know quiet i'm pretty quiet but mm -hmm. the new york side of me is pretty bold but like let's just be bold in the right way right right right, right, right. there's a difference <laughs> i don't really I, I really try my hardest to kind of stay in my lane when it comes to people, but yeah. I feel like God is really trying to push me out of my comfort zone in that way because at the end of the day, if I stay in that lane, somebody would not get their release. You would not be delivered. You're not like, so I really got to stop holding back <laughs> in that aspect because right now he's like, you're trying to hold me back. You're trying to muzzle me. And I'm like... Ooh, okay, I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> so um, that's um, my next, uh, Fearless Millennials next brunch is in May. It's on May 2nd. Mm -hmm. So you guys can go to Effortless Millennial and click the link and get the ticket for the brunch, the purposeful execution brunches. So we will strategize um, the next quarter goals together. So you don't, the great thing about the brunches is you don't have to go to all of them if you miss them people think like oh do i have to go to all of them or if i miss the first one can i not go to the mm -hmm. they're all literally designed by god for what you need in that moment mm -hmm. i'm a firm That's believer good. in who is meant to be at that one is is at that one mm -hmm. and what he gives you is it was for you like right. he designed it so i don't really it was funny enough it's like i'm a planner but i don't pre-plan stuff like that mm -hmm. he gives me who the speakers are and like the content that we're going off of like i mean i'm just like okay when are we going to do this like it's next week like mm -hmm. uh this, that gives me anxiety but again he's still breaking me from like the control yeah of it releasing it. i know he's gonna give it to me so when it happens it's gonna happen but i have that um as <laughs> as far as another conference because i feel like everybody has been asking about that it was so good <sighs> I mean, I was just like, dang, Jeanette. Because when I first met you, you were talking about it. But we was in that room over there. Yes. And he was talking about it. And then for me to see it come alive, I'm like... That conference was everything. Honestly, it I really mean, was. Right. It, it's like when you sure. stand in there and you actually... And you're like, yo, I put this together. Like, Jesus, you did your thing. Because honestly, I could not have done that without him. The, the, like, if I actually sat here and told you how it all came together... Mm -hmm. People just don't realize, like, when you allow God to step in, like, that's the only way that you're able to see how powerful he is. I believe it. When you're trying to fill in everywhere, you're not leaving any room for him to fit, to mm -hmm. go anywhere. So, I literally stepped back and watched it happen. So, I will say there will be another conference. I'm going to not confirm nor deny any time because he, once he gives me the date, then y'all will know the date. Mm -hmm. But I know that there will be another conference. I don't know necessarily that it will be in Dallas. 
I, maybe it will. I hope. Jesus. just being a Texas. Right. I'm just saying, like, you know, um, but there will be, you know, one of the conference as far as, like, consulting. Um, you know, I, I love doing graphics. So if you're needing help with any graphics, you can definitely email me. Or, you know, it's at Jeanette King. And um, email me or click the link in the bio, graphic design, if you're needing help with strategizing, like you have an idea. Honestly, I feel like I've given so many ideas out in terms of things that people are now trademarking. Mm-hmm. I have to tell people, I have no problem giving it out because I know it's not for me, it's from God. Like if you two, if, you're, if you were tuned in to God too, like he would give you stuff. Like, sure. so for me, it doesn't matter if people like get so caught up in like taking ideas and stuff like that. That doesn't bother me because I'm like, he's going to give me more. Like, you can have it. Right. <laughs> I was probably here to give it to you anyway. Right. It was for you. It wasn't for right. me. I don't need it. But, um, you know, so definitely um, I really enjoy, like, helping people and really just being able to, like, help in any aspect. But I do speaking. So I'll be speaking at a conference tomorrow, the Dallas yes, Christian Influencer Conference. Thank you. So, um, you know, I would never consider myself a speaker, but he be having me speak. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Lord Jesus. I'm a speaker. Well. I'm a speaker in private, but like in public, I'm like, you do very well. The first time I saw you actually like on a panel was Inspire You. Oh, yes. You did oh. very well. <laughs> We've been in the same room a couple times. Right. Inspire You. That was fun. I didn't know what he was going to say. Believe it or not, I don't get nervous speaking. Mm. It's interesting. <laughs> I get nervous doing other stuff, but I don't get really get nervous speaking. And I think it's because I try not to. I just, well, I just don't think about it. Mm. Because it's like you said, you didn't give us the questions um, because you don't want us to pre-plan the answers. Mm-hmm. That is the same way. I would prefer, like I have a conference tomorrow, they sent the questions, but I did not look at them. Mm-hmm. Because my thing is, you try to pre-plan, and then if you don't remember, you sit and stare in the space like, what was mm-hmm. that I was going to say? Oh, it was so good. I can't. And then you get hung up on it. Yep. As opposed to just letting, I literally pray before everything. And I'm like, okay, God, there's a room full of people you're trying to speak to. So just use me as your vessel. Speak a word unto me that they need to hear. <laughs> and he gave me the mic, and it just, he just be you just be spitting. I'm like, okay, so what I say, y'all? Uh, did anybody get that? Right, I said, did anybody get that recording? Because I don't even know what I said. <laughs> that is super. Because I was just uh, talking to Tiffany about that. Because mm. she was saying that our interview um, came together so well, right. and I was like, I legit just pray every time I, before I come into a session. Like, hey, God. Place it on my tongue, which you want me to ask, so whoever the listener is can receive it. Right. right. And you have it thing. together. Thank you. Okay. We have <laughs> done, well, I have done some some podcast interviews, mm-hmm. and uh, is this your first? No. Oh, no, I guess. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I had an epiphany, sorry. Um, <laughs> but... I mean, I really enjoy, I mean, she has, y'all, she has it together. I'm like, oh, I'm trying out here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so, so I always uh, ended off with a motivational moment. That's what I call this segment. Okay. If it may be a quote that I scrolled by, I'm like, oh, that was cute. Or if it's a, um, <laughs> a quote, a verse, anything of that nature that's really caught my eye, I bring it on here. I say what it means to me, and then I pass it along to you guys to let me know your thoughts. Okay. All right. So this one is actually a verse where God guides, he provides. Mm. One more time for the people. Uh, where God mm. guides, 
He provides. And that's from Isaiah 58, um, chapter 58, verse 11. Um, for me, when I first read that, I don't know, I feel like everything is just like current for me. When, I, when I'm seeing different things, because I'm all about confirmation. This season is, for me, confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, my daily prayer is for me to continue to walk in his path that he has laid out for me versus the one that I have. Because I realize when I try to do my own thing, the whole control, it becomes chaotic. And life shouldn't be chaotic. Right. right? If you walking with him and doing what you're supposed to do and just walk by faith, you have more ease to you. Right. And so when I read that, I'm like, yeah, he's been providing. You know, certain times I'm like, ooh, God, I don't know how we're going to make through this next month. Right. But <laughs> something just comes and he's like, didn't I tell you don't worry about it? Just mm-hmm. keep walking with me so what do you guys think about that i'll go first this, this is like the perfect scripture for us that was that was meant <laughs> when I, I look i said how god is intentional this is what happens when you invite him into doing things like it's like people always weren't like i'm gonna walk out there and look like a fool god like i'm mm-hmm. like don't don't Oh, that's so God like that. Yeah. Like, you know, but like, you're not gonna, seriously, you're not gonna like, he perfect. gave you, like, the perfect one. So, go ahead. What you guys to say, boo? I mean, this just goes into, you asked what the next steps are for us. And, like, and my, my purpose for this year, honestly, has been, is going to be boldness and consistency. And that scripture alone is perfect for mm-hmm. everything that I'm dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me going forward right now is about actually stepping out there and being more public, being more exposed to the world mm-hmm. and just really stepping into all the things that God has already put on me that I haven't acted on yet. Mm, that's good. Like there's mm-hmm. several areas that I've had visions of or God has given me literally <laughs> a light on certain areas that I have not touched yet. Mm. That it's like, yes, I know I want to do it, but it's like just that fear or doubt. It's mm-hmm. like, should I really do that? Like, I, it's like, it's safe over here. Right. Like, if I stay in this area, right. this is safe. Like, mm-hmm. it's consistent. And just knowing that if he's guiding me there, that's what I need to go do. He'll provide everything else that I'm needing. Yeah. So that's really perfect for... <laughs> so good. So for me... um, this this scripture is like everything like because so many people wonder if they're like hearing from god you know they wonder if they're hearing from god at all and it's kind of like you know i really like michael todd you know and it's kind of like with that whole series you know he's like listen you don't gotta be a hundred percent just 51%, right? Mm-hmm. Just that 51% to move forward with conviction. This man literally wrote down on a piece of paper that this Urbanic Event Center is going to be Transformation Church, right? Mm-hmm. And this is before, like, he has so many odds up against him. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's kind of how I feel like not only myself can look at life, but any of us. Mm-hmm. How many times you want to do something or God, you feel like God is nudging you in that direction or like God is telling you boldly, like you are to do this mm-hmm. and you, you don't move out of obedience because you're worried about the how and you forget the who, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You sit here and you're like, I don't know how. And he's like, did you forget who I am? Mm-hmm. Where he guides, he will provide. And so until you step out 
And I don't know who this is for. <laughs> but until you step out on onto the water, like, and just keep thinking about, like, Jesus. Like, you know, tell them to come out onto the water. Like, until you step out onto the water, you're not going to know if you can actually walk on water. You won't know. You won't know unless you have that faith to, to step out. Mm-hmm. And he has shown us, like, had no, I had no idea how we were going to pay our bills. When I left my job, Brent was not working at the time. Mm-hmm. Had no idea we were gonna pay our bills, loans, car. Like I mean, I mean, just everything. We had no idea what we we're gonna do, and all I could do is like trust that God. I'm like, okay, well, He told me to leave, so He's gonna provide. Where we are today, honestly, even financially, is is scary. Mm-hmm. You as in entrepreneurship is scary. It's tough. You know. Um, <laughs> And I feel like the biggest problem has been that Brent has been, you know, moving from job to job because God makes him uncomfortable wherever he goes <laughs> and he's not getting it. Like, he's clearly trying to show you something and, like, you're, it's not working out for a reason. Right. You know, but we do need, you know, clearly we have children. We want to make sure we have the financial stability right. and everything like that. And he's showing us visions of, like, where we're going to be, you know, even when we don't believe it necessarily 100%. It's like, oh, it looks great. And then we have moments or spurts of believing it. Right. But, like, they, I mean, there were times, like, they should have took our house, like, legitimately, like, took our house, took our car, should have been gone, and we still have our house. Like, it's literally God. We are on the grace. I mean, like, down to the... It would get to a point where they were almost about to take our house and then like another door would open for, mm-hmm. you know, an extension. Like, oh, you could file this paperwork and then X, Y, Z. And it would just continue to buy time by time. Hey, it's been two years. Like, and it's stuff that it's like that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. That's how I that's know that's God. God. Right. That's, that's how God. I know that's God. So yeah. understanding like. When people don't understand, like, how I move forward with, like, conviction, it's because I've literally seen him. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a firm believer of, like, I ride the wave of other people's testimonies. Like, mm-hmm. it makes me feel some type of way when I see other people win and they tell me what. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm mm-hmm. not a jealous person in the sense that, like, wow, you know, they went in. And I'm like, I need to hear what God's doing in your life right now because right. it's a little drought over here. So if I see, right, if I see he's doing it for you, then I know it's coming for me. Mm-hmm. But even at that, like, just even seeing what he's doing in us and, like, yeah, we're, it's our nature to want more mm-hmm. and want more and want more, you know, he, he's built us that way. And that's great, but, I mean, we're still praising him in the hallway. Mm-hmm. You know, we know the next door is going to open, right. but we're going to praise him in the hallway because where he has guided us, he has provided up until this point. Mm-hmm. Had no I mean, even with the conference, I mean, had no idea how things were going to happen. It was amazing. I mean, drummer dropped out this, the same day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hadn't had somebody, you know, donated the drums. And then our, one of the speakers' husbands was a drummer. It's like, okay, cool. You know, like, I just, he, if you are in tune with God, like, you are literally giving him the opportunity to provide for you. That's true. 
right? Mm-hmm. But so this Isaiah 58 11, where he guides, he provides. I am a firm believer in I that. That was so good when I first read I don't know where I saw it at. I was like, ooh, right. before I forget it. <laughs> but you know us, we'll be like, okay, well, did he leave me here? Did he guide <laughs> me here? Because just I, ask him. Don't overthink it. <laughs> I am the person that sometimes I'm like, ooh, was that my decision, God, or was that you? Right. So it's just having it that it's almost like a check system. Yeah, I had it. it, it it's some, it takes some practice. Mm-hmm. The biggest way you I the thing that worked the most for me was when I was I clearly an avid journal prayer. But I would ask him like I'm like listen God. I would constantly pray. I want to hear you in the moment. Mm-hmm. When I need you, I want to be able to ask a question and be able to hear you in the moment, mm-hmm. like instantly. So I would try, like in a store, like you know, like you know, think about how we impulse buy, we'll buy something, and we're like, oh, I don't need this, right? Right. Being so that was like my first little test. Like I would kind of like look, and I find myself when I was like kind of tossing an idea. I'm like, gosh, should I buy this? Like I had to stop and ask, and then I put it back. So mm-hmm. like no, so being able to kind of invite God into the little things allows you to like then you realize that it's you're inviting him into the big things. True. So, I mean, because he should be invited into everything. That is true, from the little to the big. Right. So, I started, I'm you like, look, that word. look, <laughs> he be, look, I'm telling you right now, he just be trying to use, like, just pushing it through. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. go on and use I'm me. Start <laughs> right. so I'm just no, no. I was going to say, I'm going to start praying to God that he tell you to put stuff back. Oh. <laughs> a little bit more often. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, I've been so good in 2020. Yes, you have been. Hilarious. <laughs> All right, y'all. So this is end of this session. I mean, did y'all enjoy y'all so? Yeah. Did y'all have <laughs> I was gonna say, did you? I did. I was like, oh, I I would have none like none right. of that. I wouldn't have guessed any of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you never know until you ask, you right? right? So this is me getting to know y'all. We talking back and forth because I wanted to right. feel like a conversation. Right. Right. I heard did y'all get that? I cannot. <laughs> Well, I love it. But, um, yes, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in with us, Jeanette and Brent King. Make sure you guys follow them. Um, this is What's Good Podcast, Season 2, Episode 13. Whoop, whoop. Hello. Brianna Javon, um, if it's night, morning, day, evening, wherever you're listening to this, you have a great one. Hey, guys. For more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account, b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see. And I can also respond back to you guys. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates. Thank you. Have a good one.